Hi everyone, it's Leanne, the Barefoot Medium, and we are here on Barefoot Radio, the show that aims to guide and support you in connecting, transforming, and growing in all things love, soul, and spirit. A very big welcome to all of our listeners and a special welcome to members of the Barefoot Tribe. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time to Barefoot Radio, my name is Leanne, the Barefoot Medium. I'm an international medium, channel, twin flame, love, relationship and business coach as well as an author. I am absolutely passionate about providing people with the opportunity to access practical knowledge and guidance as well as tools and techniques they can use in their everyday lives to embrace what they love, what brings them into connection with their joy, passion and love for who they really are and their authentic selves. Feel free to kick off your shoes, sit back, relax and enjoy today's show where I am joined by Irene Weinberg who is the author of They Serve Bagels in Heaven, a compelling spiritual love story about the afterlife. Irene is also a highly sought after speaker on the afterlife, soulmates and our life purpose on earth who inspires people in their search for happiness and soul purpose. Irene is here today on Barefoot Radio to share not only her story, which I am so excited to hear about, but also to discuss soulmates and past lives. So welcome, Irene. Hey, Leanne, it's nice to see you and it's nice to uh, greet all your listeners. Thank you so much for joining me and I am so excited that we get to talk about one of the topics I'm passionate about and you're passionate about spirit and love and soulmates and connection and all of that good juicy stuff. Yes. So tell me a little bit about your story and your background and share that with our listeners if you can. No problem. It's my pleasure. I am a person who was a very traditional housewife I was married to my uh, second husband for 17 years, and we had an unbelievable marriage. Uh, he died next to me in a tragic car accident, and I got these unbelievable mess. And I did not believe in spirituality, by the way. My husband and I thought it was hooey. We laughed at people who were very spiritual. And one day, I was washing some dishes in my sink and I got a very strong thought, which was actually a message. And it said, Saul has to go. Many lessons will be learned from his death. And I said to myself, what am I thinking? And I brought him a glass of water. I kissed the top of his head and I put it completely out of my mind. And two months later, We were on the New York State Thruway coming home from a ski vacation, and our car went into a huge swerve. I looked over at him, and Saul was sound asleep at the wheel. I called out. He woke up, and he went to pull the car out of the swerve, and as he did, we rose up into the air for the first of four flips. And at the beginning of the first flip, I got a second strong message, and it said, he's not going to make it. You are. We flipped hard four times. We landed, we slid into a ravine. We landed upside down. And I looked over, I said, Solly, are you okay? And his entire personality was gone. And I realized 
that the messages I had received were right on, he was gone. And as they pulled me, as they turned the car over, and an EMT undid my seatbelt and pulled me through my shattered window, I got a voice came into my head. And it said, be loving and kind to everyone as they laid me on the side of the road. And there's much more up to the story that's in my book. But the part that connects with soulmates and past lives is that I had no idea, no idea that soul was my soulmate. But this kicked off a spiritual awakening six weeks after he died. My dry cleaner of all people called me. And he said to me, Irene, you seem very open-minded. And I want you to know that eight years ago, my son died of a drug overdose. And psychiatrists and social workers and all couldn't help us. And we ended up going to see a medium who communicates with the soul of people who have gone on. And Saul came through that night for over 35 minutes, so much so that the medium said, my goodness, this is a very advanced soul. He's very articulate. And the reading was so amazing, Leanne. If we had more time, but people can read about it in the book. It was so amazing that now I, who was not a believer, had gotten these messages. And now I get this. My husband comes through in every way that he can to tell me it's him. And now I start seeing other people. And the messages I get are, he's your soulmate. You have a book to write together. He wants to write it with you from the other side. And I'm like, really? And I find my way. I start seeing these people. And one describe, he describes to one his toes, his genitals, the outfit he wore the night he died. I mean, in any way that he could. It's me. It's me. It's me. And I start to look around to who I can work with to write this book. And one woman I found did automatic writing. And when we got to past lives, because I was reading our spiritual materials about past lives and all, um, she couldn't get that information. So then I ended up working with another person who was able to get that information. And how I knew that it was real, Leanne, was she, this woman was amazing, because there are different kinds of channels that people know about mediums. There are mediums who give you, like the first medium I worked with, gave me evidence that he was alive and you know on the other side and that and that you know he was still here then there are other mediums who can literally the soul can come through and they can vocalize what they want to say they can translate the vibration well this is what this medium did so i started Mm -hmm. asking him all kinds of, of questions which are in the book he talks about soul lives what heaven is like what heaven does about people who commit evil on and on and on. It's like just a wonderful book. And the, I mean, honestly, I've gotten five-star reviews and everything, which is amazing because I never knew I was going to write a book one day. And he started, and how I knew completely that this was true was she started to say to me, he says, you've had like about six lives easily together. And your first, he's telling me a life you started where you were a boy and how you first met him. You were a little boy in ancient Israel and he was your rabbi. And I was like, really? And she said, I'm trying to ask him what your name was in that lifetime. And she said, this was a Methodist woman, Leanne. She had never heard a word of Hebrew in her life. And 
she kept saying you were this good little, he's, he's telling me you were this good little boy, this wonderful good little boy. And he, I, I'm asking him your name and he's coming through with Yellow Tove, which is a very weird name. I said, oh my God, Yellow Tove is Hebrew for a good little boy. Wow. And this is a Methodist wow. who never heard a word of Hebrew in her life. And then I got our names. And then he channeled that in one lifetime, uh, this was how we originally met. And then it's a fascinating story about how we decided that we would be soulmates and we would learn and grow together. And then he talks about uh, another lifetime where we were in Italy as Catholics. So you take different forms as you go to teach each other lessons and all. And in another lifetime, we, we were in a pogrom in Poland and I was killed with a raped and killed with my our son and he survived with our daughter in that lifetime and he talks about the lesson of forgiving the people who had killed me and how he reacted to that when he crossed over to the other side and then there's another um, lifetime he channeled where I decided that I needed a lifetime alone because I had been raped and killed and my lifetime had been cut short and I manifested without him in, uh, and it's a lifetime that was short though, because it was during the Holocaust and I saved a little boy's life. And there's a whole story about that. And then how I came to America to be with him. Now, how did I know and put together the pieces of that he was indeed my soulmate when we came to America? And like, as, as I'm learning this information, I remembered that when I was 16 years old, before, way before I knew Saul, before I was even going to be married to my first husband, which lasted, that marriage lasted 10 years. I must have had karma to complete with him or something. I, Saul's brother, lit, went to the University of Miami, and I, my parents owned the apartment building where he lived. And I had a crush on his roommate. I was 16 years old and he was sitting out by the pool in this apartment building and I did not know how to make conversation with him. I was so awkward because I really wanted to talk to him to meet his roommate. I had such a crush. I even remember the guy's name was Errol. And I was talking <laughs> to Saul's brother. His name was Irv. And I was so awkward. And I said to him, do you have any brothers or sisters? I mean, I was 16 years old. Mm. And yes, I have a brother who's in real estate in New Jersey, and he has a, a son. And at that moment, I don't know if your listeners are familiar with the term a kundalini, which is a shot of recognition or energy that goes from your spine all the way up through you. But I'm 16 years old. I have no idea. And you said the word soul. And all of a sudden, this kundalini, I will never forget, it shot from my spine right into my heart. Like a, like just a shot of unbelievable. Mm. 17 years later, Saul was introducing me to his brother, Herb, who said, oh, you know, I, I used to go to school in Miami, and I lived at this apartment building, and oh, my God, all of a sudden, that whole thing came through that was a sign that I would remember that I was connecting to my soulmate wow and oh my god there's so much in there Irene that I just want to 
talk to you a little bit more about and and explore with our listeners. And one of the things I want to go back to is, and I love your story because, um, you know, I'll share a little bit of, of my story with you as well. And there's some, some very big synchronicities and similarities between our stories in some ways. Um, and as a, a medium uh, who's had those skills and those abilities my whole life, I just oh, didn't. Oh, so, that's so wonderful. I didn't understand it. Um, and for the listeners as well, I had my spiritual awakening, I, I guess you'd call, and, and I want to talk to you a little bit more about the different types of soulmates that we can have as well. Um, one of my very good friends who is was like a brother to me, um, I remember seeing him one night before Christmas and it was about, oh, 15 years ago now and just looking at him and having a knowing and looking at him and saying goodbye and it was just a moment of recognition or something that I turned around afterwards and we gave each other a hug, which we never did as that type of friendship. I think I was... 21, 22 at the time. And, um, you know, I turned and said to my sister, that was odd. And two days later, I found out he passed in a car accident. Oh, my goodness. So I, I have a similar connection with that. And what happened was about a week later, he visited me spiritually, energetically, soul-wise, and I, I vividly remember him standing next to my bed at night and wow. uh, and what had happened also was the day of his fun- funeral, one of my grandfathers passed, who I was very close to, um, and I kind of didn't connect him with that as much because of the age and, the you know, my grandfather was very old when he passed, so I had a great big life. Um, anyway, so I remember my friend coming through and I was like, what is this? I, you know, like you standing at your, your, your sink and having that knowing. Right, right. right. Um, and that awakened consciously my abilities to communicate with those in the spirit world. And I love how you talk about, um, soulmates because I know he was a soulmate for me just in a different context, if that makes sense, and played a huge role and still does in what I do to help and support other people. Um, but what I want to want to dig into with you a little bit is about that soulmate type. So what are your beliefs around soulmates? Like what type of soulmates have we got? Well, actually, Saul actually talks about it in the book. And he says there are very different kinds of soulmates. And sometimes, like that lifetime that I had, that I had to come in to on the planet without my love soulmate. But we also have work soulmates. We have friendship soulmates. We have, we have people who, we come from a soul group. We come from a, an original soul group. And there are people who our soulmates in different forms to help us learn lessons through our lives. It's not just that we're linked 
together as lovers, life after life after life. We also have other people in our lives. Saul happens to be my soulmate, but there are other people who come into your life who are also yeah. soulmates in other ways. And I love that because for me, soul is about energy, your essence, the who you are at the core of your being spiritually. And you know, that soul family, that soul group that we come from is who we're drawn to, who we connect with because, yeah, like you said, sometimes there's lessons and learnings and um, I don't know if listeners believe in the word karma, but for me it's about balancing or learning or shifting or clearing or healing or whatever you want to call it. Um, And, yeah, you can have that friendship soulmate the romantic soulmate, the the one that you create a family with and that karmic soulmate, which was my last relationship. And, oh, my God, did we have some past life shit to get through. Excuse <laughs> my French, but wow, you right. know. And so I, I, I want to talk about that a little bit more and how how you stepped into the work with the soulmate side of things. Well, what happened to me was when I started to, because uh, I didn't believe in it. Like I said, I thought it was all hooey. So when I started channeling, when she was channeling him, and all of this information came through, I was so, I was surprised, but I wasn't surprised because it started to feel right. And what he even did, Leanne, he channeled in the book a potential life that we're going to have together in 300 years. And he wow. said, because we're going to be coming together Again, and if when you read this story, it may you already see the seeds of what he said the world will be like then in in what he channels and in the story. It's amazing, but his point also was that in each lifetime when you come together, be it it could be a work soulmate who I have I had a job where I so connected with my boss. It wasn't like a lover or anything like that, but we got along so amazingly. And I found out that we had been in a past life together. And he came in, I think, just to help me in this lifetime to get me through this patch of my life. So there are people who, you know, they'll come in and they'll help you. Then they have their own lessons to learn. And you don't, you're not necessarily walking in sync through that whole time together. Saul talks about to teach people what the lessons we were supposed to learn in each of those lifetimes. They're very separate lifetimes that we, and that you make a decision with Mm. your soulmates and with your people, with your group on the other side and your, your spirit guys and, and everyone you make a decision about who's going to come into the lifetime, what role you're going to play in each other's lifetimes, what the lessons are that you're supposed to be learning. This is school. Mm. That's home. Exactly. And I love that. <laughs> you know, so my attitude about this lifetime, now that I've learned all this, is I want to heal as much as possible and learn as much as possible in this lifetime so that I evolve and I don't have to go through as much and that the karma, the consequences of rude behavior or good behavior um, are worked through so that. The next time with Saul, he doesn't have to die in a car accident next to me for me to continue learning 
other lessons that I've had to learn as a soulmate alone the rest of this particular lifetime. But I am learning a bunch. <laughs> you know? And I, I love how you you laugh about that because you know it is a conscious decision to heal and and move through it once you've been awakened to yes. who you are at that soul level and you know I I often laugh and have a conversation with my guides and with spirit and go when did I agree to this you know. <laughs> um, you know, and, and and I think back to my experiences at school, like you said about that classroom, you you know, and there's that, that saying when, when the student's ready, the teacher will appear. Um, or when the lesson's learnt, the teacher is silent, you know. Yeah, right. And I'm like, I've been in, like I, I remember in my last soulmate karmic relationship, which went on up and down and around and, yeah, um, in circles for about eight years um, and I kind of went hang on a minute what am I getting here I'm sick of this classroom get me out of here I want to learn something different but if you learn it if you learn it and you can heal it yeah then, then you can advance beyond it exactly and I'm and you know like I said that karmic that oh relationship of eight years on and off and blah, blah, blah. And a little tiny bit about my story, like you, I got messages, I got visions and didn't really understand them until things started falling in place years later. And uh, my previous partner was Colombian and he was living in Australia and I met him there and was with him. Um, If I hadn't have met him, I would never have thought about visiting Colombia. Now, as a young child, I remember in school having to do projects about different countries and all of that, and I was always drawn to those ancient civilizations and Incas and and just had visions and knowings about things, but I didn't know where that was. Um, Lots of messages in between uh, about Four years ago, I decided that's it. I'm going to do something for me. No one else. I don't care what anyone thinks. I'm jumping on a flight. I'm going to go on a holiday. Wow. Yeah. And I I had always wanted to see Machu Picchu, so I went to Peru. And I thought, well, while I'm here, I've heard so much about Colombia. I'll just pop over to Colombia and have a look and see what it's like. Spoke very little Spanish then and I came to a little town called Santa Marta, which is in a place called the heart of the world. Wow. That the Indigenous people call the heart of the world. So it's very much heart energy, love, vibration and, and that side of things. And I just had this knowing that I didn't want to go back home. Wow. I just didn't, I, I didn't want to get on the flight. My physical body had a reaction I got really sick and I was like, how do I get on a flight to Australia, which was more or less two days? Um, Being this unwell, I did because I had a home and family and all of that and logical mind said, how are you going to do that? You can't do that. Um, 
got back to Australia and things got more difficult and challenging, work wasn't flowing, finance weren't flowing, relationships started falling apart, friendships started falling apart and I was like, right, okay, spirit, I surrender, I give up. Where do you want me to go? And I sold my property, which was really easy. The, the person who bought it wanted all the furniture as well so I didn't have to pay for storage. Like right. it's, a it's a sign because I know it flows, you know, you're being led to something. And I jumped on a flight almost literally two years ago now to Colombia. One month after I got here, um, I, I had this, I was in an apartment and I thought, oh, I feel really boxed in. I just need to go somewhere else. So off I went and I stayed in a hostel for about, Oh, three months until I got settled. And I met this beautiful, amazing man who was on reception. Uh, not his background, not his strength in terms of work. He'd been in doing other work and for whatever reason didn't have a job. So he got offered this job in the meantime, wanted to learn his English, blah, blah, blah. He's now working for me full time. Oh, my goodness. And he's one of my best friends. We have a very spiritual connection of whatever type that might be, not sure, allowing it to flow. And there's been so many confirmations that have played out that, you know, I've even shared with him some of the visions I had and one day he wiggled his feet at me and I said, I saw that in a meditation 12 years ago. Oh, my gosh. You know? Wow. So uh, it's it's funny how we don't realise messages sometimes until we're ready on a soul level to hear it, feel it, see it and be aligned with it. And that's what I want listeners to kind of pick up on because so many people are, I want to attract a soulmate and blah, blah, blah. Well, you do every day. They're just different types. Learn your life, learn your lessons, be open and be patient because look what happened to me. I got that Kundalini. I had no idea what that was. I just was like, that's weird. And I'm 16 years old and I go about my business. I go to college. I meet, I meet my first husband, whatever that was about. We go through that. I have a child. My, when, when my son was, Nine months old, I separated from his father. I mean, it wasn't meant to be. When he was three years old, I was married to Saul. I raised Saul's two children. We had so much work to do. And when I walked in to me and met his brother, 27 years later after I got that Kundalini, mm-hmm. and, that, and I was with Saul, and I put all the pieces together. together. Yeah, and I that love that. I love it. So talk to- what, I didn't even realize, Leanne, what, how significant that was. I mean, I thought, oh, my God, I got that funny feeling when, when, when I met Irv. And the, but then it took 17 years after that for me to be married to Saul and have this spiritual awakening to understand that that was a sign that I had connected with my soulmate. Yeah. And I'm getting all goosebumps and tingles as we talk through through this this episode of Barefoot Radio, and I I love it because it's beautiful confirmations and 
you know, insights from spirit about being on the right track, being on the right path. And, and sometimes it can be a little bit challenging, like you said, with having patience and allowing things to unfold in divine spiritual timing. And when your soul's ready to meet that partner and that, that being that whether you're romantically meant to be together or not, you will, in the meantime, do the work. Do the work. Clean up your stuff, everybody. Heal. If you've got wounds, if you've had a tough childhood, if things have happened to you, you may even have past life problems. When when Saul died, I was a mess. And, um, you know, I had gotten the messages. I knew something was up. And then I saw that medium. But aside from all of that, I was still on the earthbound plane, grieving so hard. And I went to a life transition coach. Wow. And later on, after that, I went to a spiritual healer who removed blocks even from past lives and pain. And, and at, every time I started healing, I felt lighter. I was removing this denseness this density that I had to me and think about it. If you want to attract someone who is a higher vibration, you need to be a higher vibration. Exactly. Heal, be open and, but be very discerning about who you go to because some people are not legitimate and some of them are. So find out, um, which is something that I'm doing as I, you know, we mentioned I have a podcast because, and I interview mediums on it. I interview healers on it. I interview people who are very um, inspiring. Um, because, and so like if someone wanted, they could go to my different episodes and if they want to choose a healer, they could do it by listening to them mm-hmm. and having it help them decide if that modality and that personality is is right for them because many of them work across the internet. So you don't even need to be going to someone's office anymore. Exactly. And, you know, I love how you bring in do the work because, you know, um, a lot of people don't realize what that means. And it's about those thought patterns, the emotions, like you said, with grief and loss and betrayal and rejection and abandonment, there's patterns and, and we act those out sometimes unconsciously, which may be from those past lives. So I love that you've brought that aspect in because we're vibrational, energetic beings who have a, a DNA cellular memory. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so it's about coming back to going, okay, what are the repeating patterns that are playing out in my life? If you're particularly looking at soulmates and love and relationships, is there a pattern of partner that you're attracting and bringing into your life? And are you feeling like you're going around in those circles? If you are, pause, stop, do the work, do the healing, do the shifting, do the transforming of your own stuff emotionally, Thoughts-wise, patterns-wise, fears, etc. Um, feeling. What? What are you attracting? Do you have? Are, you know. I. Uh, you know. You know. When they pulled that me out of the car and I got the message to be loving and kind to everyone, that means you too. Yeah. You're as precious and important as anyone else in your world. So being loving and kind to yourself means helping yourself to heal, taking care of yourself. You know how they have that picture on the airplane. 
put the put the oxygen mask on yourself before you even put it on your child. Well, heal your yourself. Take care of your wounds. I mean, maybe you had an abuse. Maybe you have a pattern. You had an abusive parent or something, and you're attracted to abusive mates. Mm. You don't want that, so you want to find out what that is and heal it. Yeah, and one of my books is called "Shifting the Shit to Achieve Your Dreams." Oh. Right. <laughs> So I had, and it's funny, I had a client yesterday, I do um, coaching, intuitive coaching and bring in my guides and loved ones and, and all of that in amongst my educational teaching background, um, having worked in universities for a long time. Um, and my client, one of my clients yesterday, we were talking through what the stories were and what the patterns were, um, and you probably... Um, know that if you work with me, I talk about ducks. There's a heavy duck or a happy duck. Is your story a heavy duck? And what she brought up was she didn't have that father figure in her life, not present, not there. Um, you know, there was a big story around men for her. Mm-hmm. And so she's been, been in relationships that repeated that pattern, that, the man wasn't man wasn't present with her. He wasn't there. He had problems, and and I said to her, "Can you see that now?" So she became conscious of that pattern and that story yesterday, and it was just like this light bulb went off, and she went, "Oh my god, okay, exactly." And when you get that light bulb moment, you're conscious of it. You're present to it. You can be more aware of what your thoughts are, how you're feeling and what your actions are and go, is this this my old story, my heavy right. my heavy duck? Right. Do I or need is, to carry that around? Yeah. Or is this a happy duck that I want to move right. forward with? And exactly. you get to choose once you're conscious of it. And so thank you for, for bringing that side in because – I think so many people are looking for that quick fix with soulmate stuff and re- relationships. And particularly when you come to a medium or a psychic, when will I meet my soulmate? Or are they my soulmate? Well, you might be in a soulmate relationship, but it's not about that. It's what's the intention of it? Right. Is it there to help you heal and move through and shift and transform your old patterns? And in that case, they are a soulmate. And that's what you need at this point in your life. Right. Well, I was even told, I mean, my, my ex-husband and I had lifetimes together and he was very abusive. Yeah. And he, again, was abusive in this lifetime with me. But in this lifetime, I separated out from him and I empowered Perfect. myself. So that was my lesson. And that was part of And I was in therapy and it was helping me to heal and separate out from him. And lo and behold, just like what happened with you, once I divorced him, things started going much oh. better, much smoother, and I met my true soulmate who was loving and fair and generous yeah. and kind. I mean, such a good man. And, and, you know, so, and he continues on in my life from the other side. So, but that doesn't mean he encourages me about, you know, he says someone else is going to come into my life. He doesn't, would not like me to be alone. And um, uh, I, one of the things he says in the book is that when they get to the other side, there is no jealousy. They only wish the best for you and they want you 
to have love. And I've seen that repeated over and over and over again. So he and I accomplished what we needed to do. Now we're continuing on because we had a divine plan that if certain things didn't take place, he would go first and I would have other things I would complete. And that's what I'm doing. I'm completing our job, but that doesn't mean I'm close to love from someone else. Um, And I continue to heal. Yeah. Because I don't want to do that painful stuff ever again. That's done. I healed that. My first husband's done. And now I understand what I want and what I attract. Yeah. And, you know, I really love that you're aware of that and conscious of it. And for everyone listening to today's show, I really want you to take that as a big tip and a big um, big insight and awareness for you to move forward with in your everyday life just be conscious be present be aware and if something is coming up that feels heavy or stuck or hard or you know that's triggering emotions for you then take a moment pause and move through it and really reflect on what's going on for you if you need help and support with it reach out there are like yourself and like me there are People in the world doing great work to help and support you to move through and attract that love that you are at a soul level. And at tr- and in truth, that's all of who you are. That's the rest right. of it is just a story. That- and isn't it true that you have to begin by loving yourself and taking care of yourself and healing and then from that richer, healthier place, then you're ready to attract the healthier, better, vibrationally ideal person for you. Exactly. And, and look, you know, I, I remember a few months back sitting and having an awareness of, you know, this beautiful man that I have in my life that works with me and supports me and encourages me. Um, I just sat back one moment and had an awareness and an insight and went, oh, Wow he's part of the evidence of how much I've healed, moved through and showing me how much I've loved myself to move from that past relationship, which was really difficult, into what is something very different. And I'm so blessed and grateful for that and for that role. So from a soul level, I know that he's a soul mate of a kind because he's helping and supporting me to learn and grow and connect with more of who I am at that authentic soul level. And that's what it's all about. That's beautiful. And it is what it is all about. How wonderful for you. How absolutely wonderful. And for him. Exactly. And a blessing. What a gift. In some days, you know, there's stuff that comes up from your past and that's part of the learning and going, okay, there's something you know, uh, and we were, we were running our Mirror of the Soul retreat a couple of weeks ago and something came up and, you know, there was an issue and he said to me, sometimes you push my button. And I said, well, if you don't have a button, I won't push it. <laughs> there you go. Maybe that's a button he needs to heal. Maybe that's something being brought out for him that he needs to look at. And, and so for the listeners, if you've got a button that keeps getting pushed, it's something for you to heal. And I, so, so thank you for sharing that as well and, you know, being present to 
what buttons are getting pushed and your reactions is really important. It's all be about becoming aware. It's all part of that package of loving yourself and becoming aware and wanting to heal. Or yes. as I say in, in my little Americanism, I say, listen, do I want to meet these same negative turkeys again and again and again? I would like to heal my stuff. Bless them, detach from them, and let me go on to better things and, and healthier, better vibratory people and all that kind of thing. You know, and I, when I tell you, I didn't believe in any of this, and now I completely understand it. And I was, yeah, wow. Thank you so much, Irene. I'm so aware of time and you and I could go on talking forever. forever and so, you know, I'd love to invite you back for a different episode later on about something else. So it would be my pleasure because I could talk to people about the different lessons I've learned since writing the book. Yeah, and perfect. All many different things. Yeah, lovely. So can you share with listeners how they can connect with you if they're interested in learning more or, or buying a copy sure. of your book? Well, let me start with saying, that they do serve bagels in heaven, and you can find out all about that on page eight. So how do you get the book? You go on to Amazon, and you uh, type in they serve bagels in heaven. If you would rather listen to the book and download it, it's also an audio book that you can get through Audible. And if you prefer to get it online through Barnes & Noble, it's also there. You can also get it and find out about me and my podcast, which is called Grief and Rebirth, Finding the Joy in Life. And you can find out all about that on my website, which is Irene Weinberg, and I'm going to spell my last name, W-E-I-N-B-E-R-G, IreneWeinberg.com. And there you can also, of course, find out about the book and the audio book and the, um, and the podcast. And uh, I would love, love, love for all of your listeners, when they get the book, to um, contact me. Let me hear from you. Um, let's start a discussion. It would be wonderful. And if you go on, when you go on to the podcast and listen to an episode, Underneath the episode, you can sign up to receive the podcasts, uh, more of them, and listen. And they're, they're very, very inspiring. And like with Leanne's show, they're a half an hour, so you can listen to them during your lunch hour, and you can get insights, and you can learn and Perfect. be inspired. Perfect. Thank you so much for connecting with us today and, you know, for sharing your story from your heart and from those above because um, you know that they're joining us when we, when we do this. Absolutely. <laughs> they're all around us and this is a complete blessing. Yes. So thank you. And for those of you listening who want to learn a little bit more about shifting your shit and want a copy of my book, it's available on my website, thebarefootmedium.com.au. And like I said, I run a retreat here in Columbia over eight days and we will be doing our next one, which is Keys to the Heart here in September. So if you want to book a space in that, jump online and reserve it. And we work through opening your heart to more love, joy, happiness and fulfilment in your life, whatever that looks like, sounds like and feels like for you. Sounds to me like Leanne should be your person. You're terrific. So you get to work with me and Great. and we teach you and support you in learning and growing and connecting to more love, soul and spirit in your everyday life, whatever that looks like, sounds like and feels like for you. So 
Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for listening. And I look forward to you joining us on the next episode of Barefoot Radio.